Welcome to Game Wolfing, a collaborative storytelling collective building the world one game at a time. This week, we will be playing the Hearts of Magic, Threads Untangled by Erica Shepard. If you like what we're doing here, you can follow us on Twitter at GameWoven, where you can join our Discord. And check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash GameWoven. Previously on Game Woven. During the two-year absence of Queens Blythe and Irene, the Undying Empire has moved into the kingdoms of Ernette and Shalmir. Fulfilling the plans laid out by Blythe's parents, Ernette was brought under Imperial jurisdiction rapidly and with little incident. An increase of magical activity in Shalmir has prompted the dispatch of Proctor Principium Legis Circumcuri, offering expertise, guidance, and the restoration of public order. As a gesture of goodwill, Proctor Curie has employed a company of entertainers led by Maeve Mortem to provide the gentry of Shalmir with distraction as his protege, Damphir-in-waiting Claudius York, arrests the witches responsible for endangering the city. Meanwhile, the gifted lady Lena Ramses and the inconveniently incandescent Lord Erstella Vance conspire to take power for themselves, perhaps with the aid of midshipman Knockwith of the Salt Colossus. The table is set and dinner is to be served shortly, with festivities to follow as we discover what lies within these hearts of magic. Incredible. All right, gang. So we are going to start our first game. I will do our first one as our facilitator. I'm going to do a conversation over food. So I'm going to choose Lex or Stella Vance as my, as my partner for this year. Eh? So for the setup... Ask your chosen partner how you two came to be eating together. My pitch is, as someone who knows the political landscape of Sharmir, at least better than my superior, I, in my infinite wisdom, set up a diplomatic dinner, a open dinner for more noble and important people, in the kind of order headquarters, but specifically made sure to invite you and to make sure that you know you are the, like, guest of honor, the the person who is supposed to, like, the reason for the dinner happening. Right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So other players, for instance, that you are a part of the scene as, as of necessity, can join freely. So other people can, can join in this scene as they want. But here's how we play. It's very simple. We are going to take turns. Person with the lowest social standing, that will be me in this situation, takes the first turn. On your turn, you choose one or more of the part of the people and choose an action. You can ask a topical question, just engaged in actual improvised conversation, pass by just saying something nice about the food, or leave the conversation. Once everyone has either passed or everyone has left, we move to the next game. It's that simple. So the headquarters for the Empire in the city, I believe, would be a kind of like appropriated... I feel like it would be a some nobility's house, right? That the Empire has like kicked them out of, essentially. Not Or not nobility. My guess was like a large merchant family who doesn't have like political standing... And we were able to basically just buy them out yep. slash push them out. Mm-hmm. So it's a very nice new money home. So there's a lot of really rich things in it, but there's no like noble rich things, which is a very distinct difference. So mm-hmm. there is a very lavish spread in front of everyone. And I imagine there's like a couple like servants, some of whom are pale and clearly undead thralls, but most of which at right now are living, breathing folk. And uh, Claudius, who 
I'm now deciding is like fully like six five, like a massive, a massive Oof. individual. And I'm deciding instead of having like epaulets or like medallions like on the chest, what it is is a literal choker. And since I'm second class, there are two red marks right on the neck as mm. an indication of my rank. I think instead of it being like two red marks, what it is is they come in pairs of two red marks. Mm, yeah, so, so two two yeah. fang mm-hmm. bite marks yeah. essentially. And I think you've got one more. You've got one more to earn before mm. you're really in contention. But you've demonstrated good work so far. Also, I think we just established some lore on how dampiers are made. Then <laughs> something about three bites somehow involved. I don't know. Yeah. So, Christella, yes, you, I imagine, I mean, I'm not that low status, but compared to everyone else in the room, I, like, usher you in and, and like, take your coat, offer at least to take your coat. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that, uh, and then please, um, a seat, uh, the other head of the table, please, for you, sir. So, I had a question. Yeah. For some of the people in attendance, I assume some of them are Dampier slash full vampire correct not full vampire i am the only full vampire here uh i'm sitting at the far end of the table is this in like is this a bar like no this is so this is like some no rich people's house that we kicked them out of and this is now our age we understand okay okay, we went up to some dudes like hey can we rent out your kitchen for the day what (laughs) oh no 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 your house sorry vampire airbnb or scare bnb I was confused by the fact that it's over food, so it's not so it's mm-hmm. not in like a casual atmosphere though. Like mm-hmm. it wouldn't be like a people go. No, this is like a formal dinner. Okay, so the reason I was asking about yes. the vampire thing, because I didn't even plan this. This literally just occurred to me. I radiate sun magic. Yeah, and we gotta figure out what that does. Mm. <laughs> hey man, if you play that angle of you can't have shadows without light Mm -hmm. that could be quite the vibe for you and like Mm -hmm. your people Mm -hmm. like your your little spy guys i like the idea that first of all not only are you now at the other end of the table for like status reasons but for very practical physical reasons and so i think what i want to do is have the sun thing be a secret and i'm going to spend the rest of the night trying to get close closer to circum just to see what happens okay all right well we'll, okay. we'll get to that i will start us off so i haven't been in shamir for too long i haven't been gone for that long either but it's uh, uh good to be back um how have things been without the queen or vance yeah it's lord Vance, yeah, thanks. Yes. My uh, apologies. But also, Lord Vance uh, is my father. Uh, you can call me, um, yeah, just Lord Vance still, probably. I don't, yes, uh, uh he, yes, Lord Vance. Yeah, that's probably the right thing to do, huh? <laughs> the maintenance of propriety is, uh, something that we value in subjects of the Undying Empire. Glad to see mm. that the tradition is alive and well in this, these parts of the world. I lean over to Claudius. What does propriety mean? The whole Lord versus her thing. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yep. Mm-hmm. Lex, are you taking your turn now? Do you, are you guys, do you guys like, like put, like, do you like eat food that's not a guy? Claudius stifles a small laugh. I pride myself on having a very refined and yet diverse palate. I can't say that I've necessarily had a meal that was just a guy in quite some time. There's been the occasional scoundrel. Perhaps even I've made a treat of a lord or two in a time like this. Yeah, we've all been there. Yeah, he smiles and like his fangs are shining over his lips as he raises his goblet of... uh, his goblet, his gold goblet to his mouth. And to your, yeah, we've all been there. He sort of lifts the cup slightly and, and raises his eyebrows. 
he very Ursula leans over Claudius and very loud. He's like, we're talking about sex, right? Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, we've all been there. Anyway. <clears throat> Speaking of your social schedule, <clears throat> we have made an affordance and uh, taken on uh, quite the skilled troupe of actors and entertainers. Have you... <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Have you perhaps enjoyed any of their their work or any of their, their comforts? Oh, you know, I've... Um... I do plan on just uh, visiting. Um, it, it, you you okay? You might have a cough. Uh, I mean, the the salty air might it doesn't agree with everyone. Yeah, how do you liking it here with being so close to the ocean? and Everything. I find that the ocean is quite lovely, especially by moonlight. Ah, yes. We love the moon here. Yeah, it is at this here. moment. The door gets kicked open violently. <laughs> Say it. Say it a line. <laughs> <And laughs> in walks Knockwit. This is when we find out, due to some fun camera work, that this is the meeting that he interrupted. As he bounces in and shouts, Who wants salted meats? I look over at, at Circum's, raise a glass, look at him. You know what's up. And now Claudius leans over to uh, Lord Vance. How are we still talking about sex? I don't care, man. Drugs. <laughs> I. I'll step up to kind of can I be of service? Um. Yeah, I was hoping that I could speak to Lord Vance, perhaps Lady Ramsey's. Hey, you Lena's know. been sitting over in the corner just rolling her eyes every time to, um, circumference speaks hey <laughs> Lord Lord Kire, you know it was really nice to meet you but I also want to meet this guy so like do you care for like bounce early oh you are uh, you are under no compulsion to maintain my company as of yet Yo, I don't know what compulsion means, but I appreciate it. Of course. If you do have the opportunity, Miss Mortem, one of our performers we have on retainer, she is rather diverting. You ought to stop by and see her sometime. Whatever diverting means. She's hot and also um, really talented. I think you would right. you would really enjoy her show. Wait a second, hot? Uh, hey, yeah. uh, Mr. Knockwith, which I don't even know if your character introduced himself yet, but Vance does know your name, whether you introduce yourself or not. Um, that's his power. Uh, no, he steps outside with you. And I think for the scene, the second he's like out of earshot of Circum, he like straightens his glasses, dumps out the wine goblet, and we love this. Yes! We love this for Stella. I'm obsessed. This is great. You came at a rather inopportune time. I did not expect to see him here. And we're going to cut that scene off there no, because we are not playing. We are not. We are playing a conversation over food, but I know. I know. we can get there. So... I think with how things are loosey goosey, uh, we're gonna say it's Lena, your your go. Since Lena is looking to make friends and allies, and we have someone who seems to also be looking to make some friends and allies of a magical persuasion, who is a performer. Hey, Wave, how would you like to have a dance? Cool. Oh, oh. <laughs> incredible so to be clear i meant your turn in our conversation over food oh, uh, because you never were there mind. we can come I'm back super down for a dance though we'll we will get there i promise <laughs> yes 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 yes, I, yes, promise. yes i mean hey it could be the same event the 
that's true. I mean, like, you could have been like on retainer. She's arriving soon. You're, you're <laughs> Is not this whole wrong. thing just going to be one party? Okay. Oh, I love this. Anyways, there's people going in and out of the. I'd be fine yeah. with that, but also. That makes sense as an establishing thing, two of us all moving in and out of the same scene. Like, mm-hmm. yes. I would say what is nice though is that we can play multiple games in this one like one party and that's that is great. We can pull stuff for flashbacks as well. Mm-hmm. Like hey, this mm-hmm. game is taking place before or afterwards, but like having this yeah. this event be the linchpin of the, the operation is fun. Yep. So so our but right now our camera is focused on this food for this conversation over here. So as Urstella makes his exit to go talk to our not-super-covert Verdreen friend, I try to keep the both of you occupied in conversation, just talking about things that have been happening in Shawmere recently, how it's changed since the Queen's left, and all like the little things. So I'm trying to keep both of you occupied and paying attention to me as I'm engaging in this conversation. So I'm less likely to notice that or pay any attention to or Stella's conversation outside. So shoot a topical question at us. So the two of you have been trying to attempting to hunt down and capture witches and doing a good job from what I've heard. Have you figured out who's the head of the coven yet? Looks at boss. I think he is gonna give Claudius an opportunity to answer this uh, gives gives Claudius a meaningful look and raises his eyebrows. Does that thing of like, oh, my manager. Oh, no. Okay. Um, <laughs> Who do you think? Do you have any suspects? I mean, I heard it's one of the Travers family. I heard a rumor about that, but that can't be right. They're far too boring. Hmm. I mean, unless... Travers family... Yeah, you're not wrong. They're pretty boring. <laughs> I mean, the problem is more so that they are so unorganized. You said the coven, as if all the witches of the city are collaborating as one cohesive unit, where that is just simply not the case, unless you're to say that... um we're severely misinformed. I mean, I don't know what's going on with your conversation, with your um, investigations. I mean, there could be multiple covens, but I mean, there are quite a lot of witches with the amount of rests you do each week. It is a problem here. My dear Mr. York, I would say that your perceptions are becoming increasingly keen, and I find this to be very edifying for my skills and abilities in rearing you to become a great asset to serve the glory of the Undying Emperor. However, the amount of chaos, the sheer volume of uh, destruction that these scoundrels and 'er ne'er-do-wells have the capacity to bring upon a community such as your own, to say that it is disorganized is to fail to appreciate the cunning which is at play within the group. Now, they appear to be an unaffiliated and uh, rather unruly mob, but is that because they truly are? From the next room, Circum is interrupted by the sound of shattering glass and what appears to be some stuff falling over, and then Knockwith just shouting, Don't worry, I've got it! Nothing, Nothing to worry about! Carry on! Now I have to put that in a later scene. Oh <laughs> <laughs> God, so good. As I was saying, my dear Mr. York, it is worth considering what a thing truly is versus what it desires to appear to be. And so while to this point we do not have any strong decisive leads as to who is running the Coven of Witches. I suspect that as we, as rest continues and as public safety improves, we shall draw our net in ever tighter. Now, the Travers family, you you raise an interesting point. There is something to 
your assertion that perhaps it is them. You say that they are too boring? Are they truly a boring family? Or do they merely wish to appear so? Mr. York, you have yourself pointed out that they are rather disorganized. And so, perhaps, the thing that you must think about as you are working within the next month, it might be worth considering or perhaps even investigating the truth of the matter. Wonderful points as always, Principium. Also, for someone who does not partake, you pick very good steak, or at least whoever your staff was. This is quite delicious. You aren't exaggerating when you say the witches have become more dangerous. I mean, so many fearsome attacks in the past couple of months, dating back to insert time around when the Undying Empire showed up. They used to mind their own business, but it's gotten quite dangerous. Absolutely. Horrendously dangerous, and I would say that we have arrived just in time. And, quite frankly, witches that you have in these parts, they're of a unique quality this far south. As he takes a, another drink from his goblet. Where I come from, Renette, so many fucking plants everywhere telling you. A primary export, is it not? Mm-hmm. Yep. I spent some time there. A lot of green. It's a beautiful place as long as you're upwind. Exactly. I was upwind, and then that changed, and that's why I came back. What a lot of people say. The main problem is... A lot of plants, if you hack their roots up and um, pair them out, you'll miss some tiny part and it'll all just grow back. So um, a smart thing to do is to dig up the whole thing and take the whole thing out. Yeah, hard to control something when you can't see it in its entirety. That's a great segue line. We should get into another game. When you don't see it in its entirety. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that is the end of a conversation over dinner. I was also going to be like, hey, why don't we all just say something about the food? Meanwhile, the Hall of Justice. So I was literally going to going to recommend some of the Ernetti or the Ern... Yeah, it's Ernetti. Ernetine. Ernetti. Ernetti. I decided when I was Ernetti. Yeah, I was going Ernetine and Shaumiri. I was uh, my brain went Ernetti and Shaumiri. Like Here's the thing, people probably use both. So, going around, Benjamin, do you have a game in mind that you might want to play? I would like to play the most dangerous game. Y'all been taking this whole Twister time. with, we, like, fucking bunch of him. sharp shit on the board? The knife game. The most dangerous game, stealing time together. Oh. Incredible. Oh. So... Stealing time together, the setup is only you and your chosen partner play. Ask them how you two came to be stealing time together. We already know that, actually. So during the liaison, anyone can ask anyone for details about the location and circumstances. Conducting the liaison. Converse as you like, naturally. During the conversation, either of you may, whenever you like, begin an exchange by making an advance. The other then makes an answer to conclude the exchange. Return conversation or advance into the next exchange as you like. So essentially, you can make some kind of proposal or move. This is this is the romance one. I don't yeah. know if you did that on purpose. I'm, no, 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 no. Don't. So Lex, I'm going to make this weird, but not in the way you think. In, in a nutshell. I've heard that so many times in my life. Before you begin the liaison, it may be also important to discuss as a group what sort of scene you're comfortable with. We can draw curtains whenever people like. We did do a lines and veil. So at any time after the third exchange, any player may interrupt you by having someone else enter the scene. Otherwise, continue conversation and exchanges until you depart or draw a curtain upon what follows. So, take the way you do. We'll segue back into... What I had originally said, which was, I didn't think he was going to be here. If you recall, 
he's the entire point of it. I didn't think he was actually going to attend. Well, how else do you think I will figure out the weaknesses of vampires if I don't spend time with the vampire? We don't even have the official agreement from your house to get aid from you-know-who. I am my house. Oh, and what about Lena? What about Lena? What about Lena? Aren't you two partners in this endeavor? She is mostly in the dark, because that's the way I like it. Me, knowing everything, everyone else knowing just as much as they need. Are you keeping me in the dark? Of course I am. You already know more than I'd like you to know. Oh yes, I know plenty. But you know everything that you need to know. No, I don't. I need you to let me in on the operation. I can't, I can't do this without knowing what I need to know. You, unfortunately, make a valid point. Uh, and then uh, Vance will snap his fingers, and I assume there's like like a candle. What's the word? Candelabra, chandelier, yeah. casting light above us. And from like the point of view of there, like the shadow that's directly below you from the from the lighting, like grows underneath you. And I think one of my spies pops out of your shadow. Mmm, that's fucking God, that's cool. tight. That is sick I as love hell. That. Yes. Uh, Shamiri shadow magic is going to be a thing. This has been your partner for some time. <sighs> they do not speak. You can barely, you can't even see a face under like. At first, you think they're wearing a hood. It's not a hood. It's just blackness. It's it is shadow. It is charcoal dipped in midnight. The only thing that it says is in white, black. <laughs> 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 that was a visual joke. Lex is wearing a black shirt that says in white text just the word black. I'm yeah. so glad I was muted. I laughed so hard. You know, it's there just in case I forget. <laughs> but yeah, you cannot see a person underneath any of it. Is it alive? Is it. Oh, she very much is, yes. Hmm. As far as you need to concern, her name is Luna. Really? Luna? It's fake. Shut up. You couldn't have picked something more ostentatious? They're all Luna. <laughs> They're all... Oh, no. This is terrible. It just means I don't have to worry when they die. Just absolute lack of style with you. You're the noble? Yes. All right. Anyway... I suppose you know why I'm here. Would you kindly dismiss Luna for me? Oh, I was hoping she could take us somewhere slightly more private. It's fine in here. This is, I mean, it's, I'll make it quick. All right. And wave of a hand and uh, Luna just kind of vanishes into your shadow again. It is at this point that Knockwith goes to actually loosen his vestments May I? I mean, like, the whole, like, sex fiend thing, that is for show. I'm not really... Come on. You may, but only for a moment. It's all it takes. <laughs> and he undoes his vest, and his vines start to come out from his shoulder, and they're kind of seaweedy, still even looking a little damp from the uh, from the sea air having, since he just came off the ship. And as he's sort of unfurling them, he knocks over a tea set <laughs> on a table and it makes a big clattering sound. And then he shouts, it's all good, I've got it, I've got it, don't worry, carry on. And then the vines start inching towards Vance's wrists. May I? If you must. And like looks grossed out, but then lets you do whatever the fuck you're about to do. So they actually wrap all the way up to Vance's like elbows. It's it's kind of gnar. It's a little gnar. <laughs> Lex is making it ill face. And then finally, finally, yeah. Knockwit nods at Vance and says, "Now, 
Will you empower me with your light? I can do that. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Photosynthesize me, baby. (laughs) Lord Vance, if you've decided that tonight is the night, then I would help you. And this is how. Hmm. Now, here's what I'm worried about. Because I have a thought about the magic from gods, and now I have a question. Yeah. This isn't my magic. It was from a god. Can I empower... Can I, like, even get rid of it in a feasible way? Or is it just mine? You know? I think he's just suggesting that you use it, not Yeah. It. I'm just like, like, I am a plant. Give me your light. No, no, no. I understand. My brain's like, but would the god let me? So it's not you, like, fully giving away your sunlight powers. It's just you turning up your sunlight a little bit and mm. just letting him photosynthesize. Well, you don't know. I mean, magic so, is really unpredictable right now because it, like... Yeah, it is. Yeah. Here's my pitch. Let's say it works, but it inconveniences you because that's funny for um, the god. Now, why would it... Incon- oh. Mm. Now he's also glowing. No. What and you know what he's doing? Joke's happening right now. <laughs> no, now you glow brighter. Oh, you're trying to offload your power onto this guy, and instead you just keep glowing brighter. You just no longer. No, not only are you giving off light, you don't have a shadow anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's gone now. You just don't have one. <laughs> so I do that. I start glowing. You obtain my through the power of chlorophyll. You <laughs> That's the name of the episode. I think my skin gets a little greener and like I kind of like twitch my shoulders a little bit in like a weird way and then I'm like uh, oh, stop oh, moving. Oh, I don't like hurts. it. That's gross. Oh, this gross. This hurts, this hurts. And then uh, two more shoulder vines pop out. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Vance is like, I don't like anything about this. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's good. That is our third advance and a response. Uh-huh. So at this point, we can either... Uh, I do have a question before we end the scene. So when my shadow disappears, I think one of two things happens. Either when my shadow vanishes, one of my spies gets kicked out, or he doesn't get kicked out, and I don't know what happens to them. <laughs> that sounds more interesting. <laughs> yeah. We don't know just... where that Luna is. Yeah, just like, well... Uh, that was the creation of the shadow dimension. <laughs> maybe they're stuck until I have a shadow again. Maybe they're dead. I don't know. Let's pop up on a bridge. <laughs> the final <laughs> the final thing to establish then is are we whiting out on the like flash of light and the like two more vines popping out? Or are we ending this scene with a little bit extended with somebody interrupting it? We haven't met Maeve yet. We haven't what? met Maeve yet. That wasn't the thing I was thinking. If I could set the scene for this, we get that moment, the shadow like shriveling up into Christella's body as this like power kind of courses through and up the vines into Nockwith. And then like those those two new Kelp strands pop out. And at that point from elsewhere in the house, a cheer comes up as the MC that they've got going in the other room gives the announcement that people have been waiting for all night and says and now we would like to graciously thank our hosts and give glory to the undying emperor as we welcome to the stage Maeve Mortem and there is a cheer as like the camera kind of like tracks down the hall into the performance area. Sorry, in my head, I heard the John Cena theme. (laughs) 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 So here's what happens. The camera, the camera goes into this like blinding white light and exits a spotlight. And Ooh. turns around. Wow, I love cinematography in this audio medium. <laughs> <laughs> if Maeve wants to be the one that initiates um, that dance, that can still be um, set as my scene. But just because, like, 
within the setting of the situation. Yeah, Maeve, I want you to get, like, your, to just, like, set the scene, describe it in, and then when we actually do the setup for the dance, Brianna, you can take kind of the lead on those questions. But what does it look like? Like, what does, what does Maeve Mortem coming to the stage look like? Okay, well, first she makes her own fog that she emerges from. (laughs) It's this really, I'm going to say also, like, very, like, pleasant smelling. The way it smells, like, when you're next to, like, the beach, but on, like, the pleasant parts of that. And there's just kind of like a general like breeze also that pushes the mist out that rolls and it, it kind of collects at everyone's ankles. And the spotlight is hitting it and doing that thing that smoke and mist does in light, which is kind of diffusing things. So you you can't see entirely where she is. It's very undefined music starts playing very like gently like sort of in the background as little bursts of flame and sparkles of like light and little pyrotechnics essentially emerge from various places within the mist and it's very surprising because you're like I don't really know where that's coming from because she was just over here and now it's over here and then immediately the mist dissipates she's not there she is at the back of the room and there is a crack of lightning as she announces herself back there to get everyone's attention and the spotlight kind of whips around and she starts doing her routine which essentially is a seamless phasing of one element into another paired along with dance and so she glides along all of the tables and runs like her finger along the the shoulders of some people as she passes by and they'll feel like the the tingle of electricity or things like that or or like a like the wind like a whisper in their ear type of a deal as she just goes around and does this whole entire thing and I think that she is doing that for a while and there's music that's pairing with all of that and it's really beautiful display and at one at some point in time she starts being more intentional about how she's interacting with the audience. And so she goes up to one of the people of the order and kind of messes with them a little bit. And he spins them around in their chair. <laughs> God damn it, I just saw the John Cena again. <laughs> she'll do that. She will, someone's probably leaning back and she'll push them onto their feet. So they're like brought really close to her and then she'll back away and then she'll walk up to Lena and just beckon her. Lena gets up and follows. She's dressed a little more nicely today than she usually does. She she always bucks tradition in the way if she wears pants, but she will sometimes wear the flowy pants. Mm. You can't really tell. We love secret pants. Yes. Looks like a skirt. It's actually pants. It's a new fashion trend. And also, the fabric of her clothing, I think it, with the, all the magic around, it caused sort of like a sparkling, like it almost like reflects and refracts the illusion. I was going to say, I think she actually very intentionally, when she pulls you up, kind of like surrounds the two of you in the, probably like a stream of like water intertwining itself and spiraling all around. And mm-hmm. she'll glamour you. Not to look like you don't have the same clothes that you have on but that like every single second that someone is looking at you you just look like flawless like every every movement that you make it's like oh wow your pants like are like the skirt part of it is just flowing in like the most perfect way and like all of that and you are and you're glittering i almost look like i'm from somewhere else and i picture lena adds a little bit of flame tracing along the water that's twirling Ooh. around. Oh, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, we are already into it. I'm so excited. So, we are we are now going to be on page 16 for questions. And these are not like our conversation questions. These are questions like my hair has fallen in front of my ear. Do you touch my face? I lose my place in the dance. Do you let me stumble or do you draw me back into place? So each of you get two questions and you will ask one question. The person will respond. 
you can role play that out however you feel it and then the next person will ask a question so since you were the one that wanted to do the dance why don't you so the worst dancer asked the first question so which of you two of the two of you are the worst dancer of your characters depends on the kind of dance probably she's like I can tap dance real well Lena has more experience with ballroom type dancing, the more structured, and I feel like... This feels like a maze home turf. So in that context, in this dance. I think Maeve also knows many dances. This is her job. You're like, yeah. you're, you're yeah. essentially going in and being like, who's better at this? Someone who does this for fun or someone who does this for a profession? And let's be real, Maeve is the lead in this dance. Well, or, I mean, I don't know, there might be some times in which she'll be like, she, like, sets you up to be like, your turn. So, Lena, you get the first question. Oh, let's just go ahead and ratchet this up a notch. You may, at this moment in the dance, since it's starting, place your hand upon my elbow, my shoulder, my waist, or my hip. Which do you choose? Ooh. Yo, I did not realize how <laughs> horny this game is. <laughs> it's so, what do you mean? The whole entire thing was like, do you want to romance everyone? And I was like, hell yeah, this is the game we're playing tomorrow. <laughs> I think that she is going to do sort of like the small of your back. So I guess that's more waist. It's like in between waist and hip. Yeah. This isn't a question, but I feel like we probably, this is something we planned for perhaps prepared for so I picture as we're dancing I may not be as graceful but Lena knows how to follow along with this dance I think that it's safe to say that if you're someone who is anyone of importance in the city you've seen Maeve do this it's not every performance that she pulls people up for it but it has happened before and if you've seen her perform you know what it's like Although they probably do change pretty frequently in terms of like what the actual content of it is and what it looks like. So you're never really always expecting the same thing. I feel like someone in the audience is a total Maeve Mortem simp. And so like they Everyone see in Maeve, the audience. they see Maeve go to get Lena and we see like, just like this despondent look cross over his face. Like they're like oh, sitting geez. next to each other. And yeah. like, it's like, oh my God, now's my time. Oh my God, it's gonna happen. It's gonna I, happen I finally. I don't know why the, the phrase postmortem came up for like what the fans call themselves. <laughs> that's a stupid name. That's, the... that's what all the people who hook up with uh, the themselves. postmortems. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, or that's the name of the band, Maeve and the Postmortems. God, I feel um, so powerful. Well, you now get to ask a, a question of Lee. Okay. Ooh, okay. I'm gonna pick, your mouth is close to my ear. What do you say? Kind of like how I picture it's like in this dance, there's been a lot of like orbiting around each other. There's a moment where I'm passing behind you and I whisper in your ear. Looks like tonight might be the night. Are you ready to change the world? This is a fascinating development. I don't know how she responds to this because I would say that my character is far more in league with the Order than she is with the Lords and the Ladies. Well, how much does she want to pull that, to display that, right? Right, exactly. What's the difference between what a person is and what they appear to be? Uh, I think it's all in what their actions are, not what, well, not what you perceive them to be doing. If I could, maybe, since this is something that you need some time to think about, this does say that other players may join if it makes sense for their character to be there. And so at this point, at this moment, there's a change in the arrangement of the music that's being oh. played. The orchestration gains a little bit of brass to it, the rhythm itself almost becomes a little bit less fluid and more, more regimented and powerful as one of the spotlights trails up to a balcony and standing up on the balcony is Circum. And Circum sets his goblet of wine down on the railing of the balcony and very easily, very calmly steps over the railing and 
drops almost like a stone and lands with barely any amount of sound directly on his feet, almost in kind of that three-point position right next to the two of you and picks up dancing with Maeve from that place. Oh, the drama. Oh, shit, I love this. Oh, my, is it me? Am I the drama? Incredible. So there's a perfect question for this. Well, uh, you may, at this moment, place your hand on my elbow, my shoulder, my waist, or my hip. Which do you choose? Ooh! Very classic, like, dance scene of, like, oh, partners change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that, I think that that question gets asked, and Maeve kind of goes to retort, and then she's spinning, and that's sort of when that whole, like, spotlight music change dramatic moment happens you drop and she spins into you circum you really want to side with the person that's been hunting down your people and probably kill you if you do yeah keep your enemies close that's just the thing is we just we kill him we'll get there we'll get there it all gets set into chaos if you do that because then who takes their place the devil you know we'll get there Anyway. Anyway. So I think if you'll let me, because it's not technically listed on here, but I I think that I would really love to do one of the, like, hand-behind-the-neck situations Mm -hmm. and make eye contact with you. He just gives kind of a confident smile, and we move into... Like a salsa or something? Like, what's happening right now? Yeah, I mean, it's a very... So what it is, his movement is lithe and fluid, but his technique is... Uh, we've made John Cena comparisons. If you think about the difference between John Cena and C, uh, CM Punk, CM Punk's style is he's engaging to watch because he is all passion, he is all heart, he is scrappy as hell, whereas John Cena is straight to the point of being inflexible. His technique It's very precise, very clean, extremely by the book. The man's a former Marine. And like that is, this is a person who read the entire book of like, this is how you do a salsa dance and does it exactly the way that it's done in the book. By the letter instead of, yeah, Mm -hmm. instead of like with the feeling. Yeah. (laughs) His movements are extremely fluid. He flows very well from one step to the next to the next, to the next. And every single step out of it is from a textbook. There's no hips to it at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. No, it's the exact appropriate amount of hip is the thing. Oh, church hip. It's like an uncanny valley almost. Like, if you know. I think that if you don't know, you're like, wow, what a good dancer. But if you know, you're like, "Mm, there's something, there's a little something there. These are not artistic choices. These are calculated. Mm -hmm. And he is leading. He is leading. You are following. Oh. <laughs> and I'll say Lena did step back and like allow this when she realized um, he was cutting in, but it's a very calculated anger. Get ready for the cutback. You, y'all still have two. You guys still have questions, but it is your question, Maeve. Mm, this is interesting. Okay. So I think at first, because of the style of the dance, Maeve is just like, all right, cool, I'm on board. Like, this is happening, you know, whatever. But also, I think that Maeve probably knows more about Circum than Circum does about Maeve. Mm -hmm. He very much so is someone who is the leader of this organization or very important in this organization that she's actively trying to undo. And so knowing the things about him and, like, the way he ticks as much as she could observe is something that I think would be very key, she'd be very keyed into here. And I think that one of the biggest things is that no one ever has a backbone with this man. Everyone is always like, yes, sir. Okay, we'll get this done. Thank you. You know, like whatever. And like very terrified the second that he comes into a room. So I think that she will kick the floor twice at one point. She'll do like a little like, and the music will change again. <laughs> and she will... <laughs> This band rules. Dude, yeah. For sure. I think that these are like her people. She knows like like you yeah. know, this is this is the people that she travels yeah. with. They know how she is. They're like, we'll go. The they have hands. Like the post- they have hands. Yeah. 
And like, you know, there's probably a little magic involved too. When this lights up, do this thing. And so she's tapped into that or whatever for magic reason. And so I think that she is going to start leading this next dance that you may or may not know. I think that there is some kind of a dance that is, you can only learn so much about it in a mm. textbook. And I think she that was a very intentional choice of hers. Mm. Like it's a very, like a Shalmer dance that he would have no way to know. Exactly. It's it's something that it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <clears throat> like, a, it's like a, a folk dance in the terms of like, this is the dance of the people here that were like here before the empire came in. Something that wouldn't be in a book. Mm-hmm. Like if we only do this dance on like festivals of the moon and mm-hmm. only like the covens do it. Yeah, I think that there is is probably some kind of scholarly text that mentions it for two sentences. Mm-hmm. You might know what it is, but you don't know how it goes. And so you kind of really have no choice but to either leave or follow. I have a true story that links back to this, a real thing that happened. Has anyone ever heard the, the uh, about the tune Finlandia? So Finlandia, during the Finnish Revolution, was essentially a band song because the rebels would sing it to each other and Finnish composers would like slip the theme into their music to show that they were supporters of the revolution. And so like the government tried to ban this song. What if this is a band dance? Variation. Like banned by the Shaumiri aristocracy. Ah. Like what, yeah, what if for whatever reason the current hegemony mm. has agreed to not let people do this dance for fear that it's, it's yeah. too nationalistic, it's too folk. It, the, the, if the peasants do this dance, then by God, the next thing they're going to do is burn down the palace. But here's right. the thing, too. If you deny this dance, then it's also a very active, like, you are very actively spitting in the face of the culture of the people here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Check. Mate. <laughs> this has been banned since probably Irene's parents were in power before yeah. they passed. So like 10 years. I think that it kind of makes sense for it to be older and have been gone for a much longer time because I like that. If you know, then you're like, oh my God, like this is huge right now because this shit is my jam. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also like the Undying Empire and their relation to the force that they literally unseated to come in here of like is in the process of unseating, yeah. Are you going to let old law dictate what you do? Are you so afraid of these peasants that they can't do their dance? Hey, as a black individual, this hit hard and I love this. <laughs> so we have this incredibly politically loaded moment. Yeah, and it's in a dance. Oh, it's so good. God, it's so... <laughs> no move, cop man. And the question I asked specifically, to, to reiterate, the question I asked was, something about me catches your eye and your look lingers. What is it? What catches my eye is that this is completely unexpected and utterly foreign. I have no concept, I have no context for what the fuck you're doing right now. And I think it, like... Like, short circuits you? Yeah, and and I think it's... He just follows. He just... The lack of understanding and the lack of familiarity, because he's read all the books... He understands all of the official sources, and this is supposed to be his power play, and you have broken out something that he cannot have any direct knowledge of, because two years ago, he was somewhere else entirely, and nobody's been doing this in public for the last 10, 15 years. And so I think the thing that he notices is like, this is new information. And I think the thing that you notice in return is a hint of fear that is immediately papered over by the resolve of confidence. And the posture that he takes, which is, I think that there's there's a few steps where he is truly following as he observes the dance that you're doing and, and catches into the rhythm of it. And then... I think in that moment, she would whisper to you, she would look up at you. Mm-hmm. And she would say, since the time you entered into undeath, when was the last time you felt truly alive? 
I was alive for such a short time, and it was so long ago. I don't know that I could remember. Let go and you'll find out. My face is close to yours. Do you turn subtly towards me or away? Ooh. Ooh. (laughs) I think the thing that he says specifically as he's finally getting into the basics of the dance and can hold conversation while this is, is going on, he says, Unlife is no great loss. Perhaps you could take it under consideration. Ooh, that's interesting. I like to think, and this is going to be a little bit of like a world-building sort of step out lore for a second. I think that one of two things, and you guys can tell me which one you guys think is more interesting. Either there has never been a witch that was that has become undead, and so you don't know what would happen. Or there is a very clear disconnection from nature when you do this, and so you can no longer be a witch because you've you've severed that tie between like the living and like yourself. Oh, the first one's way more interesting. Yeah, none on record. Though it did, yeah. if I did cross my mind, which could be how our vampires happen. Um, because the thought crossed my mind of how the whole thing is like when you use too much of a magic, you become corrupted by that force. What if vampires, someone's going, hey, undead, be, be that just, just so much, just someone just there. channeling a bunch of necromantic I, energy or whatever, and yeah. that turned them into, yeah, sure. And so, therefore, they're cut off from other magic, but also that's just a random thought that doesn't have to become canon. No, I like that as a thought, and you can't just get the bite to be like a full blooded. You've also got to drink deep of the font of darkness yourself. Yeah, Claudio so, has been infected. The whole blood thing is propaganda. They only drink magic. <laughs> I think that the idea of like like a mm-hmm. like a true oh, vampire, nothing else. You are mm-hmm. a vampire, right? Mm-hmm. But an undead, you can be an undead witch, although that's still weird well so i'm thinking like there's there's the two sort of ideas where it's like yeah you 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 would be giving up this thing that you know or whatever but i think also the idea that like this could make potentially if it's never happened before it could potentially make witches so much more powerful it's a gamble right well the things that you would know is officially vampirage is generally a hereditary thing this is probably the only opportunity for new people to be brought into the fold that this region is ever going to get and claudio is very fortunate to be in the position that he, that he is and it is an absolutely insane thing that you are being offered the second thing that i think you have an intuitive sense of is this is going to fundamentally change your relationship to literally everything You don't know what that is going to be. I don't think anybody knows. I don't think that there's any way to know. I don't think it's ever been done. Yeah, I think that this is like a... Or at least that people know of. I will say, the Undying Empire has a lot of propaganda. Like, it's a a propaganda machine. So, Mm -hmm. very much so, not public knowledge. And also, like, to never hunger again. To never need anything to be part of an apparatus that is going to take care of you for the rest of forever you will never have to grow old you will never your body will stop changing you are in perfect form right now you just stop you know like claudio is going to be six foot five and jacked for the rest of forever you can be precisely as beautiful as you are today forever and you can be faster you can be more precise. But can I have my magic? Maybe. Yeah, I did, like that's. I think that that's that's so interesting of like that idea of because especially if you not to like again be like out of game whatever. But if you look at the casting of a spell game in this, you have to give something up. And I love that you like like there's a cost. There's always a cost for your spell. Mm-hmm. And one of them like there's a lot of different things in here, but like. One of them is you will never again taste your favorite meal. It will be ash in your mouth. And so it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, 
is that a part of like what was given up for for this level of thing or is it like you know if she were to cast a spell before going into this what would the ramifications be i don't know i love that though i think that's so interesting and all of these things are buzzing through your mind as my face grows close to you do you turn subtly towards me or subtly away I think everything right now is a power move. So I think that, I don't think it's subtle. I think she has very intense eye contact with you after that question. Bree has the last question. So now you two are pulled apart by the same forces that brought you together. And we are going to end this little game with one last question from Lena. With that eye contact, there's kind of that like spin out moment. And Circum is staring at you as you spin away from him and in to Lena. Hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Does we come back together in the dance night, pick right up in this dance that not many people know? A hair has fallen in front of my ears, like falling partially to my face. You touch my face. Oh, yeah. and I think a more important question so May you were doing this like subversive band dance Mm -hmm. do you change the dance with Lena or do you see if she'll dance that dance too Lena stepped right into it yeah I think that it's very much so this is if people are paying attention everyone's like oh my god and it's so perfect too (laughs) <laughs> for everything that like witches are supposed to be doing so good I love it yeah I think th- I think that she she keeps it and like the fact that like Lena comes immediately back up to her someone so close to the throne not only knows this dance but is not afraid to dance it with you in front of all these people including someone from the Undying Empire and probably other nobles as well mm-hmm We are in the grand foyer of this rich family's house, a palatial estate. And there are nobles and servants and retainers swirling all around it. And we get this moment we see the Proctor Principium. I'm guessing a little dumbfounded um, with that that interaction, looking at me. Always how I love to leave them be. Is that that track with that facial expression? If you think of it like the camera begins to track upward. There is the mess around of some people who have actually like taken to the floor and are dancing and other people who are talking to one another and swallowing a little bit. And there is this passionate whirling of water and fire and skirts and and the pants and just like this glittery ball of activity that is Lena and Maeve, and then just this starkly black dot stock still, the only solid point in the entire room, and that is Circum looking at Maeve. Not Lena, just at Maeve. Maeve does her whole little, like, comes back to what she's doing, takes Lena back in stride, and is still leading this dance. Yeah. And her hair falls in front of her ear, you know, whatever. I think that Maeve has that second where she takes her hand and kind of brushes it away from her face, tucks it behind her ear, and, like, trails along, like, her jaw a little bit. And then I think there is a flash of mist, and everything goes dark. And the song stops playing. And Maeve's gone. The lights go down. A mist spreads out. Except, you made a comment about whether or not people are looking. On the other end of the room, Claudius has made a point of making sure that this has been seen. And in fact, as the lights go down, we see two illuminated figures, the only visible figures in the room who Claudius has just happened to lead into the ballroom just in time to see 
these two dances. And then, from somewhere, we hear the sound of a knife being drawn from its sheath. And we'll have to come back to who drew that knife and where it's going next time. Who drew that knife? On Game Woven. Was it Claudio? Was it Lena? Was it the 1997 Denver Broncos? (laughs) Find out next time on Hearts of Magic Z. Thank you for listening to Game Woven. Please give us a follow on Twitter at at GameWoven, join the Discord, support the Patreon, and consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcasting platform. This week's episode featured Faye Morell at Mendari, M-E-N-D-A-R-I-I, on Twitch and Twitter.